The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Uh, Mike Campion here with Suzanne Bandick. We are coming to you with a chock full show of more on who you need to be to really succeed. And this is, uh, I'm excited about this because I don't think it gets talked. It's such a big rock that you're going to have to move if you're going to get the results that you want and talked about really so, so little. So that's, that's my two cents to start. Suzanne, tell us what we're going to tell them and let's, let's jump in and give these guys some value. Hello, Cleaning Nation. Okay, today's topic of choice is how our self-image is auto-correcting. And Neville Goddard probably said it best. He said, man is forever out-picturing that which he is conscious of being. So those are two very big, big boy, big girl concepts. So break those down into dumb words that Mike can understand. Okay, so our self-image is giving us our results. So let's take something that's very graphic and very easy to understand in the dieting world. Okay, everybody's heard of yo-yo dieting. And we lose weight, and then what happens is we start to slowly gain it back, and we're back to where we were. The reason for that is because we have not changed our image from maybe we feel we're a heavy person. We haven't changed our self-image to a slim person. So let me give an example and tell me if I'm tracking what you're saying or if I'm cheapening it or, or making it worse. For me, I have never smoked. That's not true. I smoked like a full cigarette once when I was a kid. It was so gross. Um, sorry, smokers, not judging, just that's been my experience. Um, so actually drinking would probably be a better thing. Um, I don't drink. I don't never had a problem. It's just not for me. Um, my wife drinks, so it's not like I'm judging any drinking people. It's just my deal. People, when they see me go, oh, I don't drink, are befuddled. Like, how can that? That's insane. I don't understand. That seems That seems foreign to them. And I think the part of it is for me, it's just, I don't, I don't, my identity is I don't drink. So it's not to them. It's weird because everyone drinks. And to me, when someone says, do you want alcohol? I don't have to go through the, I really should, or I shouldn't, or is this good for me? Or what do I have to do in the morning? Or how many should I have? Cause my identity is I'm just not a drinker. So same when someone says, want to go play a soccer game. I don't have to go like, I don't have to think through that. I, I don't, my identity is I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. I don't play soccer. I have no, not even any moral judgments. Every time I don't go through drinking is bad for me. And here's the thing. And it's no good. And I'm none of that. It's just, I don't drink. Like, are you, you, you just not something I do. So if I did smoke or drink and wanted to quit, what I hear you saying is as long as I felt I'm a drinker going, Oh, I'm trying to quit. I don't want to do that. I'm really going to struggle long-term. I need to get to the point where I'm at, which is like, oh, I, I don't drink. I don't go through that thought of, well, I used to drink or I like to drink or I just have an identity of, again, no more. I don't even have any strong thoughts about it. Like just, no, I don't drink. It's just, it's not, it's a click war response. Am I too dumbing it down or is that where you're coming at? No, it's, it's actually exactly where that is. So you're, you're identifying as a person who doesn't drink. And in that way, you're visualizing what is important to you, right? Like, I mean, I, 
I do some occasional drinking myself, but we all know drinking adds calories. It affects our judgment. It can make us sluggish, right? So you choose the identity, the self-image of someone who is not experiencing those things, is someone who wants to, and it's the same way with dieting. Um, the reason we gain the weight back, you can say, well, it's just because I started eating the wrong things again. But why did you start eating those things again? Because you identified as the person who I eat cake. That's who I am. That's what I do. So let's talk about this. I think we've got the concept. Let's talk right. about this as it relates to business. Perfect. I feel like that. I don't know how many are old and remember the secret like me, um, but I feel there's a lot of this going around that there's some nuance to the conversation. And when it gets too unnuanced and just blatant, large statements, it loses a lot of its power. So I'm sure I'm misquoting. So I'm sorry, people from the secret that never said this. I'm not trying to put words in your mouth. I shouldn't even say the secret, but there's this thing of you just think it hard enough and visualize it and you're going to have it, which I think we've all been burned by because we visualize things that didn't get them. Um, there's also this thing that would be, and I hate to say male and female because it's not exclusive, but generally females are more open to that seeing and dudes are like, just tell me what to do. And there's some girls that are just telling me what to do. And some men that are very good at visualizing, but kind of a masculine feminine energy for better or for worse. And obviously all of us have both energies, but we are stronger in one than the other. So I think the lack of just tell me what to do and I'll do it. I don't need to really work on me or visualize anything. I just tell me what to do and I'll do it. That's, I can tell you a crock of crap. It never works. But also the, I'm just going to sit at home and visualize this thing, but never really take any action that's congruent with my vision. That'll kill you. So I think we kind of swing back and forth. How do you change your identity in a healthy way that also changes and brings about the skill sets, the behavior and doing the things that you would need to do. Cause again, if I'm a fat person and I'm like, I'm a skinny person, I'm a skinny person, but I constantly eat like garbage. I don't know. Or even in business, I don't know what to do. Right. Cause skinny, I think we all know move more work, uh, move more, eat less will generally work. Like, like <laughs> billions of dollars of money have been spent to move more, eat less. <laughs> so we know it, but on business, there might be the, I visualize myself as that, but I don't know what to, I don't know what to move more. I just work harder. That's all I've ever known. And I now I'm working 80 hours a week, but, and I'm visualizing myself being this business owner, but I'm cleaning toilets all day and they're not matching. How do we, right? yeah. How do we square that circle? Okay. Well, let, let's really take it into the cleaning world. Okay. The, the world of our clients where we have our cleaning business where maybe cleaning in the business. We're in the house, we're in the office, we're cleaning. And just so we don't lose half of you, that can also be in the office. So typically it's, I start with no clients, which people reach out for help on that. Then I've got clients, but I'm cleaning all day. People reach out for help on that. Then I've gotten out of cleaning, but I'm not as profitable as I want. Or now I just moved from a cleaning job to an office job, but I still don't have a job, a business that makes me money regardless of where I'm at. So don't check out if you're like, well, I'm not cleaning. I don't have clients or I'm not cleaning. I'm in the office you don't have the freedom that you want. You're still, you still have a job that you have to go to whether you clean or do admin work. Go ahead. Right. And it works every time we want to up level. So either we're cleaning and we decide we want to get out of cleaning. We're at a certain income level in our business. We've got X amount of clients, but we want to grow. And somehow we just never seem to grow. 
right? We never seem to get ourselves out of cleaning. We never seem to grow. We're concerned about how do we talk to and manage our employees? How do we find and talk to our clients? And it always matches our self-image. So if our self-image is, I'm just a I'm, I'm just a cleaner. What do I know about really running a company? What do I know about managing employees? We're not stepping into the role of assuming the position that we are the business owner. Perhaps we don't feel smart enough. Perhaps we don't feel capable enough or knowledgeable enough. Right? So we have all of this, can I say it, crap holding us back. That's all in our head because it's our self-image. Oh, I'm not successful enough. I'm not there. So what do we do? Number one, be aware. Okay? Be aware that you want to make a change. That's easy. I want to go from here to here. I want to have more clients. I want a more successful business. Or I want to stop working in the business. I want to start managing everybody. So when, Let me tag one thing change. onto that because the be aware is, I think a lot of people are like done, they're going to, I don't want to say ignore, but in their mind go heard that. I know that I'm doing that. And let me point out a place where you may not, may not be doing it the way you need to. I get a lot of, we'll use cleaning because a lot of our clients deal with that. I'm cleaning. I want to, I'm aware, but then they backpedal it because I think, and you tell me Suzanne, because of their fears in their heart of hearts, like I've tried before, all this stuff comes up. I've tried before and I failed. What if employees steal? My customers will all quit. They want me. All this stuff comes up. So instead of doubling down on that commitment, so I think awareness has to at some point move to commitment because first they're, or they're, you're saying the same thing, beware of your commitment, right? That's the hard one is, yeah, this is what I want to do, but I failed before. Yeah, well, so be it. If that's, I'm still going to figure this out, but people might steal maybe, but I, I've got to do this. That is going to move you forward properly, right? Um I think somewhere in the Bible says, you know, man, that's of two minds is tossed around by the wind, right? If you're kind of, and that's what we, I want to get out of cleaning, but I'm afraid. So we don't say, but I'm afraid. So I'm only going to go halfway in. We say silly things like, but I really like cleaning, but it's not that bad. So when we go aware, we still got to be unified, right? I'd like to make a million dollars, but people that have a million dollars are evil people. That's, that's your, your, your house divided, right? I want to get out of cleaning, but I really like cleaning. What we're really saying is I'm afraid I should, I mean, I'm putting a judgment. I shouldn't, but my perception of that is you're really backpedaling. So if you fail, you're leaving that back door to go, well, I, I really like cleaning. So it's okay. Or money is, you know, evil. So it's okay. Bible never said that way, by the way, the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money is the root of all evil. So how do we, how important is it to be congruent in our awareness? And then what's the next step? Okay. So again, if we talk about auto-correcting, we have an image of ourselves in our mind. And I'm going to, in a minute, come back to you, Mike. And I'm going to ask you about what is your belief about yourself? What is your image? Because we all look at you you may not realize this, but we look at you and we think, wow, successful businessman. You've been in this industry. You've dealt with things. You've bought businesses. You've created solid companies. You've sold them. There's a belief that goes with that. So, for instance, if you're used to earning $100,000 a year, and you're going for 250000 a year, 
you've got to change to the self-image of the person that makes 250000 a year or so 500000 a year. How do you deal with those contradictory statements, right? I want to get out of cleaning, but I really like cleaning. I want to make $250,000 a year, but I'll have to pay more taxes. I want to make $500,000 a year, but I'm too dumb. You know, there's always the, but how do we, how important is it to be unified? And again, we're, we're always going to have those thoughts, right? It's, but the dwelling on them, I think is, or the allowing them to really have a forum. So for me, that seems important, but if it's not, I don't want to dwell on something that's not. No. It, it is. And it's probably like 10 different podcasts we have here. Right, Because we'll always have the thoughts that hold us back. We'll always have the past stories. But I come back to the first thing is to have the choosing, to have the awareness that I want something to be different. Then the second thing is to start to focus and believe that you're already there. So if you want to be out, let's take it. At, we'll do two things. One, out of cleaning. Okay. Because some of our listeners are at that spot. I want to be out of cleaning. So you have to start thinking like the person that doesn't clean anymore. You would say, I am statements. I am a successful business owner. I run this company. I'm not cleaning for much longer. You so let create me- the statements that you grow into. Let me play devil's advocate because I, I just hear, mm-hmm. you know, thousands of cleaning nations screaming at me uh, or screaming <laughs> at you, but I'll, I'll be their voice so you can yell back at me. <laughs> okay. um, not you, but this beautiful idea. Well, Suzanne, I've tried that for years. I've told myself I'm going to be a cleaner and I'm going to be this. But if I'm honest with myself day after day of looking at the same toilets and having my customers look at me as this cleaner, I just can't. I can't believe it. I can't feel it. I give up. How does, what would you say to, and again, these people aren't even being argumentative. They're just being sad and honest. Like this is my experience and they're, it can almost get to be oftentimes by the time they get to us, it's hopelessness. And I'd love to help them prior to them getting hopeless. Absolutely. Okay. So if you're having trouble with the belief, it's tied to a lot of past stories that you have. I haven't done it before. I haven't done it yet. Um, How can I even think of myself as being able to do this? Nobody in my family has done this. It's time to start cutting the past stories and say, today is a new day. My past does not have to repeat into my present. Part number one. So now you choose what you want to have and who you want to show up as, and you become the person that starts to solve those challenges because you no longer identify as someone in this case who's doing the cleaning. You start to identify yourself as the business owner who is managing the business. I love what you said about the past. And I would even say the present, like, cause the past absolutely has created the present, right? If I'm cleaning a toilet right now, while I'm listening to the words that you and I are saying, and I'm on my hands and knees and I've got the homeowner literally walking by and physically looking down on me because they're standing and I'm kneeling and my hands in a toilet. 
I could go, well, I'm here and I've been here for the last two years. So I'm going to be here for the next two years. But that would be identity of a cleaner. The identity of an owner would say, just like you said, the fact I'm here today is because of the decisions I've made for the next two years or the last two years. Sorry. If I'd like to be somewhere different in a week or a month or three months. And by the way, three months is a very reasonable time for getting out of cleaning. And we help people do it all the time. If you're wondering, is this a year long thing? You know, cause if you think I'm going to be out of cleaning tomorrow, you're probably going to be dis- disappointed. Uh, if you think it takes years, you're going to be overwhelmed. But what I did over the last 90 days to a lesser degree, the last couple of years or how long I've been doing this has got me where I'm at here. So I would agree. Cause again, I don't like just overriding facts that seem based in logic. Cause then they're just going to keep coming. You know what I'm saying? Like if I'm like, but I'm a fatty and I just be like, shut up. No, you're not. That's I got to really, but our mind is full of that. We think, well, this is logic. This is my reality. However, how do you change your reality? You start to picture and think about something different. Otherwise you'll always get the same. Well, but I just, I just don't want quote unquote, a magical way. I want, I still, we can, there's a lot of realities, right? And I hate this whole, my truth, your truth. Cause I, I, for whatever it's worth, all you postmodernist folk, I believe in a truth or is a truth that said truth is less than 10% of what we experience, right? Like gravity, I would say is a truth for Suzanne and for me, regardless of our thoughts on the subject. Um, that said, most of what we think about is not the truth. It's something I'm choosing to believe. So all I'm trying to say is I want to give myself a thought pattern that I believe as opposed to just like spirituality. It's funny. It's, I hear many of the atheists I talk to would say something like, I wish I believe there's a God. I just can't get the the backing to give it. So you kind of need that desire and the, the, the mental stuff. So I don't want to just be like Suzanne and Mike said, st- tell myself I'm an owner. I'm just going to start thinking I'm an owner without addressing the not the underlying nonsense, right. Of, but what about, you know, you've been doing this for two years and blah, blah, blah. So I want to rewire that. So as opposed to just fighting it, you've been doing this for two years, five years, you're never going to change. Oh, shut up, Mike. I'm just, I'm the owner. I'm the owner. I'm the owner. I don't think that works. So what I want to do is instead of fighting it, replace it with, yeah, I'm absolutely right. What I've done over the, if you trust this podcast mm-hmm. and we've done this thousands of times, three months is definitely enough to get out of cleaning. So yes, I'm in cleaning today, period. That's a reality because I'm here. I'm physically here. Um, it would be an, a silly reality to think I'm an owner. Therefore tomorrow I'll be done cleaning. Um, possible, but very unlikely. But three months from now, if I start acting like an owner now for the next three months, I will, I am an owner now. I have to make that decision today. So every skinny person out there that used to be fat made a decision to be skinny before their body was skinny. Mm-hmm. And they, they don't point to the day they got on the scale and they're the weight they wanted. They point to the day they made the decision. That's when they became skinny. The, the world and their body caught up later. So I guess I would just be like, yeah, I'm here because I'm fat. I weigh what I weigh because of all the food I've taken in over the last months or years. If I choose now, nothing's going to change with my body today that anyone else will see. By God, if I make this decision, then every decision made in a moment, when I make that decision, that's when the thing happens. No one else knew. It was just me. I'm the only one that could possibly know. Even if I tell my friends, ah, oh, you said this a thousand times. I'm the only one that knows in my heart. Yeah, but this time I freaking meant it. So I guess that's what I'm saying is I would choose, as opposed to fighting that belief, like just ignore it, push it down because it's never going to go away. Bring it out and look at it. Yeah, I'm here because I made I don't even say bad decisions. The decisions I've made over the last three months have gotten me cleaning here today. And the decisions I'll make starting today will de- determine where I'm at in three months. So if you, 
yeah, I just don't want to over or underestimate kind of reality and say, I'm just going to ignore it. Cause I think that's where it keeps fighting when I'm cleaning a toilet going, but it's going to be different. My mind's like how it won't. And if I can give myself, yeah, I made these decisions that got me here. I'm going to make different decisions. One day is too long to, too, too short to get out of cleaning seven years or never is too long. I'm going to pick three months and make it two, make it five. As long as it's some reasonable thing, once you decide that's it. And then I can be, is that, am I completely? That's, that's exactly. That's exactly it, Mike, is, and once, once you start to feel like the owner of the company, even though you're cleaning the toilet, you start to feel like the owner, everything is going to start to change. Your said reality will start to adjust and will start to change. It's like an airplane will auto-correct when it's on autopilot. An airplane going from Orlando to San Diego is not always exactly on the right flight path. It gets, it gets buffeted and it needs to auto-correct. So if the auto-correct in cleaning nation is that I am the cleaner or I only earn this amount of money, we will always, even if we have the success for just a little short time, we'll go back to normal because our plane is auto-correcting. So once we start to believe that I am this new identity, I can earn this amount of money, I can be out of cleaning. Once we start to think that, even though we're still doing the actions, the same actions we were before, when we start to believe it, everything will start to shift. Yes. And I believe that is why poor people that win the lottery become poor. Wealthy people that lose, lose money, money. For some reason go back to being wealthy. Right. And for those of you going, well, how do I do it? Again, it does take that magical interior. I'm going to get Suzanne's feedback. And I love it because again, Suzanne's kind of got that feminine energy that I lack. And I think sometimes I'm able to articulate in a way that is for my dumb concrete brain. Um, that's not so ethereal. So for me, what that looks like is once I make that decision, I go nuts on that decision. So if I'm going to get out of cleaning and Tracy always says, never leave the scene of decision without action, right? If, if I say I'm going to get out and I just get up and go back and do my thing, that's bull crap. I'm going to subscribe to podcasts. I'm going to get a coach or because I'm crazy 12 coaches, which is a bad idea. Don't do that. Um, I'm going to subscribe to a thousand Facebook groups. I'm going to buy a book. I'm going to call 20 people that are successful and see if I can't take them out to lunch. I'm just going to go nutballs on that thing. And it's a little bit of a chicken in the egg. Is it all those the actions that I did that made me successful? Or is it the belief that made me successful? And I, I really think it's the belief. But if I just have the belief and then go back to cleaning and don't take a radical change, you know, same thing, like there's the trope of, oh, I'm going to lose weight. And I go through all the garbage out of the house. And I would, you know, that's the person that's really made a change. So I have found, and I'm dying for your feedback, Suzanne, because I'm giving you just experiential stuff, whereas you're actually trained in this community and telling a bunch of people makes a big difference for me. If I try and do it alone, it's really difficult and something's so life-changing. And if I keep it to myself, like once I tell my wife or my kids or people I care about, it's going to happen. Now I got stakes. Now there's leverage right now. People that I care about and value their opinion are going to hold me accountable to a degree. 
So that's been, that's what I would do. I would tell everybody in the world, I would go nuts. I would take a bunch of different action and I would lose all fear of failure. Like, Oh, I'm either going to do this thing or I'm going to die trying. Like those are my options. That's it. I would just cut the cord a thousand percent with any universe where I didn't have that result. But that sounds like a crazy person talking. So give us the real answers <laughs> in how non-crazy people. Actually, actually you were just a little bit into my head there for a minute, Mike. <laughs> it, it, scary thoughts. <laughs> but it's that part is actually true. So part of this equation, when we decide to change our self-image. When we decide to upgrade our self-image, we need to surround ourselves with the right people. So we will always have some friends or some people in our lives who will want to hold us back. Why? Because they want life to stay the same. They know you as a certain person. They know you as a certain identity. They don't want their world to change. They may even hold you back, sometimes unintentionally. That can even happen in our own families because they're used to you being a certain way. And when you start to change, they're like, wait a minute, you can't do that. And they may even tell you that. And then you go like, because this is such a new idea, you go like, yeah, you're right. Well, and sadly... What Suzanne's hit it right in the head. What they're feeling is this person making a massive change threatens me, right? I've been cleaning for 20 years and he, he, if he stops cleaning, that means, but that's not what I say. If I said, it'd be so easy to just see through and walk on. What I say is I, I'm only telling you this because I care about you, Suzanne. I don't want you to get your hope. This is, that's so disgusting. And, and I'm not even saying they're doing it on purpose, but just know when they come at you with, I just do this because I care. And here's why you can't reach your goals. Red flags. That's all I'm saying. Go ahead. Okay. So what I'm going to suggest for everybody who wants to make a change and upgrade their self-image is to choose very carefully who you announce this to. I want you to surround yourself with the positive, supportive people, be it a support group, a network, the right friends, only the right family, So that you can be championed and they can say, yes, I can see you with that new self-image. Yes, you can do it. And I hate sounding self-serving, but I don't care. We got to get you all some results. You also need to surround yourself with some people that have gotten the result that you're looking for. So if I want to lose a bunch of weight and my family's all fat and they are amazing human beings and they love me and they support the crap out of me but I'm still like an alien. They can't help me get where I'm, where I'm going. So it doesn't mean I have to eliminate them. Right. I mean, when I say eliminate, I don't mean kill from my life. (laughs) Um, But I have to have, so if I had to pick between adding good influence of people that love, care about you and have the skill set to get you where you need, need to be or eliminating the bad, I'd pick the adding the good. Cause if you're adding the good, you can withstand the bad. If you take out the bad, but there's no good to what we're just, we're less stuck. It's going to feel better, but we still don't have any tools to go forward. So I really want to encourage you it's you need both. If you've got people that are bad at that know how to help you get where you want to go, like say there's another business owner that's getting the results that you want, but he sees you as a competitor and is trying to hurt you, that's not going to help. If you've got a bunch of people that have never gotten there and love you, are like you can do it. It's going to help how you experience it, but it's not going to get results. The community has to be people that are actually in process or have had success in doing what you want to do. It doesn't have to be a perfect community, right? I can take marriage advice from someone that I wouldn't take eating advice from and business advice from someone that I would never take legal advice from. And the the list goes on and on. So 
I would say, I hate to say it, but it's the truth is that I experienced it for the vast majority of you that have made, feel that you made that decision to know if you've really made the decision, the vast minority will make a step taking action. So there's a thousand things that you could do, but I have found finding someone or a group of people that have absolutely gotten the result that you want, ideally over and over again, um, that are willing to help you is the shortcut, right? The, you know, the whole story about the first guy to do the four minute mile took 2000 years of human history. And then once that guy did it, like 12 people or something broke it the next year, right? Because there was that, okay, this can be done. And this person's trying to help me. And now I think it's done all the time because there's coaches and all that. So exactly. if you had a thousand years to get it done, figure it out on your own. If you are not immortal and or going to retire at some point or have less than decades, find something that's done and give them time, money, attention, whatever they need to, and listen, by the way, you know, you got to be coach, but it's not going to work. All right. We are way out of time. Suzanne, uh, what were you going to say to wrap us? We are the one thing that, cause I know you have an appointment, Mike, the one thing I want to say, everybody write this down and think about it. Your life is an externalized reflection of all you think, believe, and expect. So I'd just like you to take a minute to look at different areas of your life, whether you like them or not, and say, what am I thinking? What am I believing? And what am I expecting? And if you like it, keep it. And if you don't, change it. We're good to go. And I'm going to tack one thing onto it because Suzanne's nice and I'm not. Um, If you're going to change it, put down an action item right now and take the action right now. Don't go on to the next podcast. Don't go on to the next thing in your life and forget about it. Pick an action. It doesn't even have to be an effective action. Just the fact that you said something, and ideally it will cost you something, time, money, pride, do something hard. Pick a hard thing that's going to be in the direction and freaking do it. Uh, if you want to hint, growingcleaningcompany.com has got a ton of stuff. Actually, nothing's hard. There's not anything for sale, but start with the uh, on-demand training and pick some hard things and go do them now, Clean Nation. Appreciate you. Thanks, everyone. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing, share it with a friend, share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me to the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431, 602-932-6431. I am the only one who respond to these texts and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is man. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.